Welcome to Worldwide Wrestling of the World! Everybody, I'm Scabbard. Before we go any further into the podcast, just a quick reminder to check us out on social media at LegitWWW. And if you like the show, give us a rating or write a review. It really does help us out. And now let's get into the highlights from this week's episode of Monday Night Ignite. Monday Night Ignite really hit the ground running this week with a surprise attack backstage. After a brief introduction from the announcers, right in the middle of Soup Can Sam Michelle's long-winded spiel about... I mean, people don't wear fast tails enough anymore, man. That was the 80s. That who knows, 80s. something or another. They just don't. The camera cut to what looked like the stadium parking lot. There, we saw Big Man Puffy Buttons rummaging around the trunk of his car. He found one hideous jacket, tried it on, took it off, and then put it away. He then bring out an equally, if not more hideous jacket, try that on, and put that one away. This continued for some time and was kind of like watching some bad street performance. You want to look away, but you stay. You stay and contemplate all the decisions that brought you to that moment. With the camera transfixed on buttons, Berserker came running full force into the frame with a vacuum cleaner held over his head. No one, especially Puffy Buttons, was expecting this blindsided attack, least of all, with a vacuum cleaner. What the hell was he doing with a vacuum cleaner in the parking lot anyway? Well, Scabbard, I mean, the ground is a dirty, dirty place, all right? Vacuums are just an essential tool to general cleanliness. Okay, makes sense. But, I mean, do you carry around a vacuum cleaner? I don't have arms. If I had arms, I would. you could bet your damn butt I'd carry around a vacuum cleaner everywhere. I like the ground clean. Are you more of a push-pull vacuum guy, or are you more of like a riding vacuum guy? Oh, I'll ride all day if you can. After wailing puffy buttons across the back, a referee came into view and counted the one, two, three. Berserker then gathered up the hide-and-seek belt in one hand, the busted-up vacuum in the other, and sprinted off into the night. The first real match of the evening was a great showing from both wrestlers, Rado and Dandy Brand. It appears Rado figured out that last week's show was in fact in Colorado, and he was not happy about missing it. He cut a scathing promo on the way to the ring. Management thinks they can hold me back. They can keep me down. I've grown up hearing the same thing. You'll never make it to the top. Don't even bother with the mountain. It's too big for you. Well, I've got news for everyone trying their hardest to keep me out of Colorado in the mountains. I am Colorado. 
I'm the very spirit and essence of the Rockies. It's in my blood. It's in my soul. Try all you want. You can never keep the Rado out of Colorado. Last week's Ignite and all these other events you think are in the state of Colorado are nothing without me there. They're just in the land of Colo. And nothing can take the spirit of Colorado out of me. They were tough words, followed up by one hell of a match. We've seen Rado completely break down after missing a trip to Colorado. But he appears to be over that part of his life and was electric in this fight. Danny Brand seemed almost impervious to Rado's moves though. Always bouncing back and answering with diving lariats or missile drop kicks of his own. After a hard fought 15 minutes, Dandy Brand evaded Rado's descent and delivered a huge shooting star press from the top turnbuckle and got the win via pinfall. Next up, we had some tag action. Joey Pepperoni teamed up with his annoying brother-in-law, Tony Baloney, to take on American Cream. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry, apologies. It, is Tony Baloney still a thing? That's not. That wasn't just a one-time. He's gonna be around. Are we? Uh, apparently. Well, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I'm not happy about it either. Yeah. We haven't seen American Cream since that fateful hurricane tag match, which injured Roshan Boom, and according to Dr. Worm, quote, made Mike Moore look like an idiot at best and an amateur wrestler at worst. The usual fanfare of Joey Pepperoni's entrance was subdued by the presence of Baloney, literally. As Joey was acting his usual boisterous self and dishing out Italian meats to the fans ringside. Oh, hey, a little cured meat for you, buddy. Here you go. Hey, lady, beautiful baby. Here's a piece of prosciutto for you. Boom, Italian salami for the big guy. Tony Baloney kept pushing him out of the way to throw Baloney at the fans point blank, which they didn't seem to enjoy. Hey, here we go. The big guy in the Mets shirt. Baseball right down the middle, hey, bam. Let's go Mets, am I right? Ooh, sexy lady in the daytime. Come I mean, right who would choose bologna over a nice cured salami? Lunch meat wasn't the only thing that they didn't agree on either. Their tag moves just didn't sync up, and they seemed sloppy. Tony Baloney missed several splashes from the top of the turnbuckle, flopping around the ring each time in the most bizarre way. Things were looking good for American Cream, which was a bit surprising. Roshan Boom seemed completely healed up from his injury and spent the bulk of his team's time inside the ring, laying waste to Tony Baloney. After a big release German suplex, Baloney rolled to his corner and somehow managed to tag in his partner Joey Pepperoni. Pepperoni came in hot, meeting Boom in the middle of the ring with a running dropkick. Roshan Boom rolled toward his corner, where it looked like he accidentally tagged in his partner Mike Moore. Moore hesitantly passed through the ropes and approached Joey Pepperoni hands outstretched, looking for a grapple. Joey Pepperoni gave him a swift pump kick to the stomach, and as Mike Moore was doubled over, Pepperoni gave him the Italian hammer and got the 1-2-3. It was pretty obvious that both of these teams have some internal issues to work on. Joey Pepperoni grabbed what was left of his Italian meats and immediately left the ring without his tag partner. Roshan Boom had recovered by this point and just stood over the top of an unconscious Mike Moore in the center of the ring, shaking his head in dismay. Uh, hey folks, backstage here with uh, Mike. Uh, we're trying to get Mike Moore um, after this uh, this loss here uh, from uh, at the hands of Joey Pepperoni and Tony Baloney. No, Mike, man. Mike, no, I'm good, Mike, I'm can good. we get a word? Mike, can we get a quick word in on... on Dude, just leave me alone, you dodo bird. Just one thing, have you, have you seen a, like a speed stick? Like it's, like, it's like a speed stick for men roll on. I have not seen it. No, I'm sorry. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. 
And finally, we had the fairly ho-hum matchup of Gideon Cage facing Grady the Johnson Johnson, both looking for their first win. While this main event may have lacked a WWW superstar, this nevertheless turned out to be one of the most interesting bouts of the evening. The match itself was one of the shortest in WWW history, seeing Gideon Cage get disqualified within the first 45 seconds of the match for coming after his opponent with a mannequin arm that he had somehow concealed under the ring. The real action came afterwards, as a new face then stormed out and showed up in Gideon's corner. This was our first look at Karen Cage, who appears to be acting as manager for Gideon. She was definitely fired up about the DQ. Although we aren't fully clear yet what the relationship between the two here is, it is fair to say she stormed in like a tornado in leggings hopped up on a PSL at the beginning of fall. She then demanded to speak to the ref's manager, and attempted to call security on the announcers for their hateful bullying. When the ref pointed out the illegal weapon Gideon had used that led to the DQ, she simply sat down in the middle of the ring, refusing to leave. No, this isn't fair! He's just trying to track our God-given right to bear arms. This is ridiculous. He just got a little bit carried away. Boys will be boys. I mean, what kind of country are we living in anymore? Well, you can't hit somebody in the face with a mannequin arm. I don't want to live in that country. She was eventually escorted out with Gideon in tow, while sobbing and decrying the state of America and the systemic rooting out of their so-called values. We here at the podcast, like most people, are afraid this won't be the last we see of Karen Cage. Well, folks, in this business, veterans eventually have to retire to make way for the new men and women of the ring to keep the story and the business going. We here at the podcast wanted to pull back the curtain just a little bit to let you in on the trials and tribulations of life as a WWW signee. All right, everybody, I'm backstage here with Jim Jones, the latest WWW signee from Best Fighting Championship. We're very excited for him to make his debut here in the WWW, but we figured we'd sit down and get to know Jim a little bit and hear what his his plans are for the WWW coming over from the BFC. Jim, welcome to the podcast, man. Hey, thanks, Scabard. It's, uh, you know, Scabard? What is it? Scabard. It's a pleasure to be here, I guess. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not all about this press stuff or anything, but uh, I had to do a lot of that stuff back in uh, BFC. And so it's, uh, it's a little grating on me at this point. But, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's good. To, nice to meet you, I guess. I mean, it is. It is a pleasure for, for me. And I'm, I'm going to speak out of line here for Dr. Worm. And I know he's excited to have you on. I mean, can you just talk about your, your time in the Best Fighting Championship and, and go through the, you know, maybe some of the highlights, lowlights of your career? and uh, you know how that's going to transition into the squared circle of the professional wrestling ring uh, versus the best fighting championship cage. Well, I wouldn't say there's any lowlights. If you view it with a positive mentality, if you can self-reflect and look at the inner light within you, then you know, they're all highlights, high light. You know, that's where the word comes from. Can we look that up? It's high light, yeah. That's, it's about reflecting back on your inner light and, and seeing a potential within you. And so, you know, when I look back at my time in BFC, yeah, like I, you know, they ended up, I don't want to say kicking me out. That's a little bit too extreme. I had to leave for legal and medical reason. That's, that is what it is. It's all in sealed documents at this point, but I had to, I had to, you know, scrape by and, and scrap up from the, from the bottom to the top and, and, 
and that that inner light it's going to shine through now that I'm here uh, at the WWW. You know, it's interesting having you come from best fighting championship. You're known for being your best self. Will you be bringing some of that into the WWW or can you expand on what makes you achieve your peak physical prowess, if you will? You have to treat the body right. You know, treat a body well. I drink a glass of Kool-Aid, you know, three times a day. And it has all the essential vitamins. It's got sucrose. It's got sucralose. The way I drink it, it has lactose in it. You know, that's an important vitamin. I do mostly a liquid uh, exclusive diet for the first half of the day. So, you know, glass of Kool-Aid. One, if, if I'm feeling a little sluggish, I'll do maybe two fungi fuels. Some people call it fungi fool. I don't. I don't subscribe to that sort of um, ridiculing, but it's all about what you put in your body. And then I start my I start my regimen. Now, do you have a particular flavor of Kool Aid that you enjoy, or is it? Um, are, and, and just to be clear, are you making Kool Aid smoothies, or are you just drinking Kool Aid straight? Well, I mean, some people like to have a, a chilled Kool Aid drink with big chunks of ice in it. Most of the time, I'll do like a a red and grape mixture. And uh, usually the red is, is mixed pretty well with either, you know, fungi fuel or, or water if I'm a little bit desperate. And then I throw in like a good scoop, uh, two scoopers of the grape mix as well, but you, usually more for texture. So you're not someone who is drinking water. Like I've seen guys in, in uh, and especially guys who are in your shape, they're pounding like gallons of water, you know, literally a jug of water as they're working out. But you're telling me that based on everything that you've learned about not only your body, but the world, that Kool-Aid and vitamins is the way to go. Like I said, water if I'm desperate, but it's it's got to be it's got to be sterilized. It's going to be ionized. <laughs> I don't know where you're from, if you're educated at all, but like there's this thing called the Internet. And like you look up Michigan, you look up, you know, Africa. You no, know, I, I see ads all the time. Tell me these kids look at these kids. They, like water, like water is the big issue there. And so, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to drink that. That's, you know, that's disgusting. My body is the church of all temples. And so I need to respect what goes into it. I will drink holy water, though, if, if it's available. It's, it's very hard to come by. And it has to be very specific in terms of the, you know, the archdiocese that has blessed that water. So... Now, Jim, I don't mean to pry, um, but it is an interview here. So um, I'm just curious, is this Kool-Aid regimen that you are on, is this something that uh, you share with others or is this something that you are trying to keep to yourself? Well, you know, it's it's pretty interesting because um, I, you know, as much as I would love to take credit for uh, the Kool-Aid regimen, like it, it really came uh, from the fans and in BFC. They would just toss containers of Kool-Aid at me all the time. You know, they would say, Jim Jones, uh, drink the Kool-Aid. Thousands of people can't be wrong. So I just started drinking the Kool-Aid um, every day. Every day I drink the Kool-Aid. And how is that, ben- is that benefit your cardio really? Or does that benefit your your protein intake? Does it benefit, you know, what is the uh, the Kool-Aid benefit when you, when you put it into the world of uh, professional wrestling? I'm going to give you uh, the benefit of the doubt here since this is our first time speaking, but I, I take great offense to the idea that you even brought up cardio because it's a complete myth. It's a joke. It's, you know, the fact that you are, that you are bringing it up, I think decreases your uh, journalistic integrity 
I'm going to allow you this opportunity to pass over that comment. But um, yeah, I, I'm not going to say that word again. So yeah, please strike that. Can we, Jamie, can we strike that from the record? Well, Jim, I, I certainly didn't mean to offend. Um, I'm just trying to find out uh, a little bit about yourself as you're coming into the WWW. But speaking of that, let's talk about your plans for this this debut. What's your your goals here in the worldwide wrestling of the world? I mean, there's a there's a lot of stiff competition, and uh, I'm curious what you uh, what you'd like to achieve here. I don't think I need to uh, be shy about telling you exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be front kick, side kick, front kick, front kick, turn kick hook kick if he gets too close to me it's going to be a push kick get him away get away from me push kick and then probably finish him off with like a front side front axe kick you know that's that's really going to be it um so i don't see there being too much of a challenge here and really it's just gonna be a one two three you know jim jones is the winner so why now jim why why make the move now from best fighting championship to the www well i mean like i said there's a lot of stuff that's in sealed documents i don't want to talk about contracts coming up and you know not being renewed or anything like that i'm not here to disparage my former employer you know i'm here i'm here on a mission a mission of of art um, i'm here to teach the taekwondo's and the taekwondo's that's it's important to know like how how <laughs> How are you going to practice your kicks? I don't do any punches, but the occasional throw and and mostly kicks, like how are you going to practice that if you haven't done your research, if you haven't pulled up articles on the internet and looked at these demonstrations from the great Taekwondoers? Okay. Uh, One more thing I want to touch on before we wrap this this interview up. Are you um, currently engaged in any um, uh, or taking on any any trainees uh, at the moment? Or are you just solely focused on on your debut here in in the WWW? Yeah, you know it, it's really um, it's really beautiful. I I laid in my stasis chamber, um, you know, morning and and night, and I ruminated on who was going to be the fighter that took up the mantle of the Taekwondo's and the Taekwondo's. And, you know, I, I thought about you you sticking this microphone in my face, that my voice needs to be heard more. And I, I was laying there and I said, microphone, my face, I need that more. I need that platform more, mic, mic more, mic, mic more. And so it was really, it was divine intervention in this case. I mean, like I said, you know, my stasis chamber, it's, it's mostly, Mostly holy water, again, blessed by clergymen from uh, various parts of the Mediterranean. They really brought my new disciple, Mike Moore, to me. I really appreciate the willingness that he's put into giving up his old, his old personality. Um, it was vulgar, to be honest with you. You know, he has taken on a vow of celibacy now that is, it's beautiful. And it's blessed with the divine holiness of the, the great the gods of old, you know, those Taekwondo's and Taekwondo's are just going to be, you know, seeping out of his veins, out of his pores. I don't think it'll be too long until he has his own harem of young boys and girls who are staring at him and saying, no, don't. So I just want to be clear. You are confirming on the podcast, your new trainee is the one, the only Mike Moore. As long as you are not asking me to sign a legal document because I, at this point, I don't have legal right 
of attorney for myself, then yes, I will confirm that in verbal form uh, as long as I legally cannot be bound to any sort of repercussions from that heretofore from this point on. That is huge news, and uh, I'd call it an exclusive here. Uh, and uh, Jim, I think I think we, we got to leave it there. Thank you so much again for being on the podcast, Skabard. I, I, you know, again, thanks for your own indulgence, Jim Jones. Everybody, and now a quick word from our sponsors. If you're interested in supporting us, visit our sponsors, or better yet, check out our website at www.legitwww.com where you can make a donation or purchase some merchandise to help us out. We'll be right back. Do you ever get the feeling uninvited guests have taken up residency in your home? Do you find it difficult to end conversations with invited guests who are overstaying their welcome? How you doing? I'm Pendleton Pesky Jr., the co-owner, Pesky Pest Patrol, and I want to help you get rid of your pesky pests. No job is too small, and with our Pesky Pest Patrol premium package, you can rest easy knowing we got you covered 24-7 from interior and exterior pests. Our family has owned and operated Pesky Pest Patrol for over 50 years, and as my great-grandpa used to say, a pesky pest needs a long, cold, restful rest down below. So if you've got uninvited guests, or just looking to get rid of someone, or someone close to you, come down to our offices on Main Street for a quick and painless consultation with me, Pendleton Pesky Jr. Now let's take a look at the developing news stories from the past week in Worldwide Wrestling of the World. The return of Worldwide Wrestling of the World also brings us some updates from within the promotion. While it looks like we still aren't getting the addition of a women's division, we did hear from assistant chairperson Angela Nardelli about an upcoming pay-per-view. All that we were told is that it will be a summer-themed event and will be completely unique to the WWW. Reports are that there will not be any new stadium construction, which I think we can safely say we are all happy to hear. Now, if management could just get the women's division off the indefinite back burner, this could be a completely new leaf for the promotion. In a bit of uplifting news, WWW has ended the controversial power bottom punishments. The promotion will still keep track of wins and losses, but due to fan backlash surrounding the ill-advised name as cultural appropriation, WWW has decided to end this portion of the rankings. We hope this is a sign that the company is taking steps toward a more inclusive language, as well as listening to feedback from their fan base more often. And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey folks, Greg here from Telling you about our all new Installation and routine cleaning bundle Has your basement recently flooded after a strong rainstorm? Do you fear for your life passing under an 8 foot icicle dangling from your roof? Do you have troughs in your landscaping? Our all-inclusive installation and routine cleaning bundle will solve all your pre-gutter and post-gutter issues around the house. For more information, come visit our office on Main Street next to Stanley Super Sports and tell them you wanna... Hey, should she be holding the cue cards? The producer? They let broads be producers now? Eh, whatever. This is Tony Baloney. You're listening to Worldwide Wrestling of the World. 
make sure you subscribe. That was another amazing episode of Monday Night Ignite, and we cannot wait to break it down a little bit further for you folks. I'm here as usual with Scabbard and now with Frankie Diamond. So um, I'm going to start things off real quick for you, Frankie. I want to hear your thoughts since you've got this storied history. The match that I thought was very underrated on this card today, Rado and Dandy Brand. We've been following Rado, as you know, for the past year. He's looking awesome, but he just couldn't pull this win off against Dandy Brand. Why is that? It sort of feels like nobody can pull off a win against Dandy Brand these days. You know, I think that Rado put in a good fight and he it was a great match. Uh, it was a really hard fought match for sure. I'm not sure if Rado's 100% all there. He seems really concerned with the, the Colorado stuff. I think he lost the match mentally, really, more than he lost it physically. Also, Dandy Brand just seems to be destined to win at this point. I mean, that promo, though, that Rado cut, that's the most impassioned I think we've we've seen from him. That killer line, you know, about him uh, saying him saying, I am Colorado. I think we've got ourselves a a, uh, a future title contender with Rado. It seems like it anyway. Yeah, cut, cutting a promo is one thing, but being able to finish the match... Uh, just like Frankie was saying, he's in the, he's in the ring. He needs to be able to close the deal. Yes, he can cut the promo. He can talk the talk. Uh, but until he can actually beat Dandy Brand, um, you know, I, I expect better from him and I want better from him. And I'm hoping that we do get better from him. Yeah, he's a guy where all the all the pieces are there. He just hasn't quite gotten them all to work together yet. He, he can talk. He can fight. He, he's a, a thinker uh, in the ring, which I like, but he's just not putting it all together. There's something holding him back. But I, I definitely agree with you, Scabbard, that if he does get that going, he's definitely a contender for the title. Well, yeah, that's, you know, that's what I'm talking about. Future title contender with Rado here, you know, and, and that's what, I, you know, I'm, I'm putting the bet down on him now when he's a cheap buy. You guys might want to get into the pot now and not later when he's when he's top of the pile. Well, we've seen the, the pot that you're in, Scabbard, which leads me to my next point. American Cream, garbage. So let's talk a little bit about this American Cream tag match. We got American Cream, and then we got Joey Pepperoni and his apparent new partner, I guess, Tony Baloney. Me personally, I was hoping that we'd never have to see him again after last week. Let me hear your thoughts on this and how terrible American Cream is and how a team that's as bad as Joey Pepperoni and Tony Baloney could still dish out a, a loss to them. You know, it's interesting. Last week, Mike Moore said that him and Roshan Boom couldn't be tighter. He doesn't see himself being trained by anybody else. He um, was texting Ro- Roshan Boom during the interview. But um, the fact that Mike Moore has been kicked out of American Cream, uh, I got to believe it's because of this match. I think Roshan Boom has probably had enough of his antics, and especially with his attitude change lately. But, you know, American Cream is, is no more. Mike Moore is a, he's a problematic partner, I think, as a, as a tag partner. You can have an attitude like he's gotten recently uh, and be really good, but you can't be really bad and have an attitude. That's not really something that uh, that'll fly. If uh, Joey Pepperoni and Tony Baloney can beat you guys, then that's probably not a tag team that should last for very long. I mean, I don't know what Tony Baloney's doing in the ring. You know, I don't know why he was even allowed to wrestle. I mean, he's not he's all he is is just family to Joey Pepperoni. That's all he is. And and why? WWW sanctioned him to get into the ring and allow him to be part of the match is beyond me. Well, Scabbard, as the WWW says, when you're here, you're family. And that's exactly what he is. And speaking of family, I want to touch base on Karen Cage. We don't know what her relationship actually is to Gideon. Might be a girlfriend, might be a daughter. uh, I guess probably not a girlfriend, maybe a wife. Um, 
Mom? Okay. Did okay. Did anybody else get mom? Or uh, maybe not. Either way, she's a seems to be a pretty terrible human being through and through. But uh, let me hear your thoughts on her, Frankie. I mean, you know, she's got Gideon fired up in a way I haven't seen before, but he also seems a little lost. Uh, that was what gave me kind of the mom vibe. But I, I, they didn't really give us any context on who she is to him. But it doesn't look like she's going anyplace anytime soon. I mean, she certainly complained a lot. That's for sure. Yeah. She had some serious issues with pretty much everything uh, from, you know, the way that they were being talked about to the way that the match was going to the way that the ref was calling it. I mean, everything was a problem and none of it was her fault. It, it rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. And, you know, and obviously she's she's actively interfering in a way we haven't seen from a manager in a while, which is, uh, I, I don't know how long she can get away with that. As far as the relationship, though, goes, I, too, am at a loss. I don't really know what she is <laughs> in relationship to, to Gideon. Uh, but this is definitely something that we're going to probably see again next week. And unfortunately, now we've got Tony Baloney and we've got Karen Cage. So as hot as uh, uh, Monday Night Ignite was last week, it's quickly becoming a circus of idiots. Yes, it is. Uh, at least we're not seeing any more Bill Buttercup, though. So I guess we're, we're good in that sense. Um, I, I want to touch base real quick while we can on Berserker. Just seeing this opening scene with Berserker and a vacuum cleaner, just straight up assaulting Puffy Buttons. I guess two things for you, Frankie. First, in your vast experience here in Canadian wrestling, uh, have you seen anyone use a vacuum cleaner as a weapon? And uh, my second question is, why would he have a vacuum cleaner in the parking lot? I personally haven't seen it. I do remember uh, tales of, this was like way back in the day, way, 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 way back. There was a, a small promotion out of Toronto. We called it a Hoover uh, in Canada. And so there was a Hoover McGillicuddy. Mm. But he didn't really attack people with the vacuum cleaner. He I bet he really sucked, didn't he? <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> I'll, I'll be here all week. He might not be a doctor, but he's, he's, a, he's an amateur comedian, folks. I can prescribe those laughs for you all day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so who was this guy, Frankie? Uh, uh, Mulcuddy Hoover? Or what's his name? Hoover McGillicuddy. Come on. Yeah. You know, kind of a strong man. But he had like sort of one of those handlebar mustaches. Basically, he was a, a vacuum cleaner, a Hoover salesman, a door-to-door -door salesman who was discovered for this promotion going around door-to-door -to, -door to houses but by the person that was running the promotion at the time. And so they put him in the ring, Hoover McGillicuddy. This was like early days of vacuums even. This was a long, long time ago. So it was sort of a new thing. And um, this was all new to me. I have no idea why there was a, a vacuum cleaner in the parking lot. But my God, if he didn't just go off on the buttons with that thing, it was terrifying. Yeah, I mean, you know, do what you got to do to win the hide and seek belt. You know, he, he is now the hide and seek champion, as we outlined in the highlights. But he is a uh, chaos theory personified, if I can quote Dr. Ian Malcolm. Do we see anybody taking this hide and seek belt from him at all? Any who who's going to take it from him? Who? Who? What are you, a f***ing owl? I, can't, I honestly can't see anybody taking it from him. I, I wouldn't approach him. Would you? I certainly no. wouldn't surprise him. That seems like the worst possible idea, to, to jump out at someone like that. That's not smart. I mean, normally on, on a day-to-day, -day, I'm not approaching Berserker when he's just sitting down preparing for a match or sitting down having food or doing nothing or standing there or walking. I'm not approaching him at all. And when he now is wielding a vacuum cleaner, I don't want to go, I don't want to be on the same block as him. So I can't imagine who's going to step up to take this hide and seek belt, if anybody. I was always in the impression that Berserker just didn't really care about the WWW. He didn't care about chasing titles. He was never that person. He just wanted to inflict damage and pain and sort of be a madman. 
but he seems to be taking this kind of seriously. So it's it's definitely an interesting development. And like you said, I'm curious to see who can step up to this challenge because it is one hell of a challenge. Maybe he thinks if he gets the belt, he now is has a steady stream of people coming after him. Yeah, exactly what I was about to just say. Exactly what I was about to just say. It's it's he's inviting. He he still wants to hurt people, but this he's found a way to basically force other people into sort of running into him. Uh, so he doesn't have to even seek people out to hurt and destroy. They'll, they're going to come find him if they're stupid. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So one thing I do want to touch on, it was kind of buried a little bit in the, um, not buried, but it was kind of just glossed upon. It looks like we're not getting a uh, women's division. Uh, Frankie covered that in the news section here. Do we have any inclination as to why? There are women who want to wrestle. And the fact that it's just not happening, or at least seemingly not happening. Um, yeah. You know, I feel like we should at least chat upon that before we end the episode, Dr. Worm. Well, I would love to. I just don't know what else there is to say besides it's been the same story for the past hundred years. We ask why and we don't get an answer. So if you have some news, I would love to hear it. Yeah. They just won't comment on it still. It's it's baffling to me at this point when every other promotion that I'm aware of uh, has a women's division and has since my dad was wrestling. So I don't really understand what they're thinking. Um, you know, and are you talking about the promotions in Canada? Because there's no women's promotions here. You know, WWW is is the one and only wrestling promotion. But I don't know anything about Canada. Yeah, of course, in Canada, no, the ones that I came up in, I was wrestling in those, and obviously I looked to do something like that when I came here, when I moved here, and the opportunity is just not there because it's not at WWW. And Nardelli won't comment on it. You know, let alone um, seem to entertain the idea. I have to imagine that there's a person or people who are sort of blocking it, but I can't imagine why. Do we think we're going to get a women's division in our lifetime? I mean, Dr. Worm, how old are you? Like a few months old? How long does a worm live? It's not polite to ask that, Scabbard. All right, I apologize. But in our lifetime... I'm offended. In a, in a normal human lifespan, let's just say that. Yes. Are we going to get a women's division? What do you think? I would love to see that happen. I really would. Uh, like you've both said, there's so many great female competitors out there that they just want to wrestle. And they need an outlet for it. I feel so incredibly bad for these women that have to go all the way to Canada just to wrestle. I can't think of a worse punishment. They, they need to have some outlet here where they can, they can throw down. They deserve it. And uh, the fans deserve it, too. Hey, I mean, you know, it's not all bad in Canada. We've got Tim Hortons and things. Sounds like an inferior Dunkin' Donuts to me. I mean, is the dirt as good in Canada as it is in... in Certainly uh, not. The soil, and it's not dirt, it's soil. The soil is much better here in the U.S. Oh, excuse me. Much more diversity of the soil. Not all of us can eat at fancy restaurants, Dr. Worm, okay? It's dirt where I come from. It would be. Well, uh, Scabbard, since you have so much to say, why don't you take us out? All right, I think I think I will wrap it up, Dr. Worm. And, and if you like what you're hearing, if you folks out there like what you're hearing, please do us a favor, like and subscribe to the podcast or give us a rating. It all really does help and we really do appreciate it. So with that, I think we will bid you adieu, if you will, and we'll call it an evening and go get yourself some dirt. Is that the catchphrase? Yeah, that's the catchphrase. Oh.